<laughs> Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. That the power of Christ compels you. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. What's blood for? If not for shooting. I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome back, all you creatures of the night. This is the It Records podcast. I am one of your many hosts of the show, Matt Johnson, and as always, greeting us with their presence is Peter and Lindsay. Peter and Lindsay, I'm so glad you guys are here, and we uh, we get to do another episode. It's been quite a while since we've sat down and get to talk horror movies. We're back at it yeah, again. What the heck, Matt? You keep kept canceling on us. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Making your trip to England and back. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, <laughs> England. Said random, I just said a random place. <laughs> and she went by old pirate ship. Yeah. Um, so it just took yeah, a long I, time. I had no summer reception. <laughs> the voyage. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse. You could only communicate with like pigeons. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's um it's good to be back here. We're gonna be doing there's no real theme to this one. I was trying to think if we did a theme, we do that from time to time, but this is just kind of getting no, us back like, greasing the wheels yeah, a little fashion, bit. Fashion just pick a random ass movie. Like our roots. Yeah. Like the like the Yeah, just pick somebody picks one. And uh, we we discuss it. So I'm excited. I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. But before we kind of roll into what the movie was, who directed it, when it came out, we have a little segment here. Guys, what have you been watching, horror or otherwise? Welcome to the show. It's time to find out what the terrible trio have been watching. Or who has been watching them. Is there anybody who's ready to dish it out? Pete, I know last time we did this episode, you have a pretty documented list of what you've watched. So I don't know if you have that ready to go. Okay. It's very long. (laughs) It's been a long time since we recorded. So uh, bear with me. It's a very long list of movies. We got time. Okay. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, here we go. Uh, Being There, Narsaka, The Valley of the Wind, Bros, Pearl, this movie that we're doing, mm. The Firm, Terms of Endearment, Bringing Out the Dead, A League of Their Own, The Holiday, Carlito's Way, The Gardens of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Mm. The Devil's Backbone, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Top Gun Maverick, Lilo and Stitch, Flubber, Time Bandits, Shaft, Class of 1984, Hercules, The Menu, The Hateful Eight, Django, and that's the 60s one, not Django Unchained. Um, mm, Z. Yes. Good clarification. Yes. Uh, Z. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and The Red Shoes. Nice. Those are all movies, those are all right? Movies. If I'm correct, those yeah, are all productive. movies. Nice. 
Yeah. I've got the menu on my list. I still want to see that one. I, I think it's on HBO yes, Max I now. I really like that. Good. I'm glad. I uh, I respect your opinion on movies. Thank so, you. And I see you watched it on Letterboxd here. I got my app yes. up. Um, but no stars. No stars next to that. That's, yes, is that right? Uh, You're no star guy? So, as, so I used to keep track of the diary feature only with movies that I saw in theaters. And then... I started paying for Letterbox to get stats because I love stats, and then um, mm. so then I started keeping track of movies when I watch them like by day. So I don't rate movies that I watch normally, but only rate them if I saw them in theater to kind of still keep track of what movies I saw in the theater. It's yeah. a good system. All right. That's that's smart. Yeah, because I feel like I'm just ranking all the movies. That I'm watching, I, giving them stars. I like want to, but I just like for some reason since I've been doing keeping track of what movies I saw in theater since 2013, it's hard to like give that up. Yeah, I feel you. And I'm to the point where I I want to start writing like reviews or like comments because you can yes, you can comment I don't on do your that. your. I should. I'd like to. I don't want to write a. Yeah, I'd love to hear like your thoughts on. on I would each give of like a two movies. sentence like review. I, I feel like I could do that. Write like a paragraph, three to five sentences. This is what I w- I'm not going to write a whole review, but here were my thoughts on it. Why I gave it a four or a three and a half. I... Or something. Yeah, I guess there's like. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. What's up, Lindsay? No, I was going to. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, if in, since I know you follow me and I have another friend that's like my old coworker is also very into movies and I got him into Letterboxd and he's quite the reviewer as well and he also comments i notice and i'm like i look at his so i feel like he would look at my comments if i started doing them on that note i on that uh topic there were two um comments from completely random people that i uh saw on movies that uh i looked up one of them is freddie prince jr down to you (laughs) If you see me logging two Freddie Prince Jr. movies in a row, please mind your business. I'm going through something. (laughs) 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 So I liked that because, you know, why wouldn't you? And then the other one. (laughs) That's That's really funny. (laughs) The other one. um, So you guys know, like, the Brick Shields movie, The Blue Lagoon. Okay. I yeah. literally forgot about that movie. But um, well, as you might know, then there's a sequel um, with Mila Jovovich in 1991, Return to the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> and this comment through this reviewer wrote, don't fucking look at me. I'm aware of my poor taste in movies. <laughs> Give it three and a half stars. <laughs> I uh, love the commitment, though. That's that's pretty great. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. There's yeah. some pretty good reviews on there. Yeah, it's it's uh oh wait, it's entertaining. There is one. Okay, yeah. so I used to follow. I follow people's like reviewers, uh, like people that are critics on Letterbox to see what they say. And then there was one that like pissed oh, yeah. me off. Like I can't remember what his name was, but I watched uh, Z was one of the ones I watched more recently, and that that was like, actually one of my favorite ones I watched recently. And his review of it pissed me off so much. Cause he was like, it's like, a, it's like a very political movie. Cause it's like talking about, um, like the Greek dictatorship that happened in like the seventies. 
and then his criticism was like, oh, he made this. No, actually, it's the sixties. Whatever. Um, he he like criticized the director for making the movie too soon because it's like he like oh he made it like when he was like upset. It's like oh upset about a dictatorship. Yeah, no fucking. <laughs> Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you insane? <laughs> like, why is that a criticism you have? So I was like, unfollow. I was like, I don't want to hear your opinion yeah. after that. That's it. Yeah, but like, I just like couldn't believe that critic said that about the movie. So I was like, fuck you. I'm not following you anymore. Yeah, it becomes like too much of their opinion rather than like a critique. Yeah, like if it's you didn't one like thing- the movie. Those are two yeah, different like the things. Movie. Yeah, that's fine. But you're criticizing him for being upset about being pretty much ousted from his country, and he had to make it in Argentina. <laughs> and he was very passionate about it because it's like, hmm, I'm upset about a dictatorship. Yeah, of course he is. That was his critique: is that it seemed that he was upset about a dictatorship, like he was politicizing it too much. Basically, yeah, that's what I got. That's what okay. I got out of it. That he like he okay. he was too upset because, like, you oh. know what I mean. <laughs> I want to try. I wish I could fucking. I actually want to see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, you can be angry, but not too angry. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it was yeah. wild. I was like, how can you say that? Well. As you peruse for the this man's words on Z, um, Lindsay, do you have any movies, horror or otherwise? We know you're maybe watched the Freddie Prince Jr. flick. <laughs> um, I did not watch it, unfortunately. I yeah. I wanted to that Christmas one, but I didn't either. either unfortunately, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, you know, there just aren't enough hours in the day or enough days in the week. Um, it should have been more of a priority, however, and I just failed to make it one. So um, I will be watching it. Um, we're speaking about Down to You, or not, sorry, not Down to You. We're speaking about Christmas with You for all of you out there um, curious. Um, that's Freddie Prince Jr.'s latest flick, from what I can tell. And um, I think he's got um, perhaps another uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer sequel in the works um, with Jennifer Love Hewitt. What? But um, more to come. Yeah, I heard I think that. On that. I, I don't remember where I saw that, but um, that certainly would be interesting. But I'm like, you can't have a sequel. Actually, never mind. We'll see. Um, anyway. <laughs> so uh that was what I was not watching. So what I have been watching is um lately I have really gotten into like the mystery thriller um genre. Nice. So I I mean Desperate Housewives is not what you might think of when I say that, but like that's like a show that has a mystery each season. So I finished that in January. Um so that took several months. That was like my third watch. It's a comfort show. Love it. Um, I watched Wednesday um, on Netflix. I think we talked about this briefly. Um, I finished that in like five days. In text, yeah. yeah. We texted yeah. each other that. And so that was fun. Um, you know, eight. I, I like the eight um, episode seasons. That makes it really easy for somebody like me to get through quickly. Um, I watched The Watcher on Netflix. Um, The reason I watched that is because I was familiar with the real-life story. Um, Oh, really? I did not know anything about it. Yeah, The Westfield Watcher. Um, 
So I watched the, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I didn't really enjoy the launcher too much, especially with. I stopped watching yeah. it. I couldn't get through it. It was yeah. like, actually, I thought it was bad. It wasn't too great. Um, I think that, you know, when you take a real life event like that, especially, I mean, it's the case has never been solved. Um, they do a lot to dramatize it. I think that the real life story was enough um, without all of the added dramatic thematic elements so i don't know um and then i started something i'm not proud of but in the spirit of mystery um genre i never watched pretty little liars um when it came out i did read the books in high school a little bit man that feels like a total you show (laughs) like i mean (laughs) my god yeah (laughs) um so I, I'm in season one of that still, but like, I love it and I'm not going to pretend otherwise. So, um, that's going to keep me busy for a while. So yes, I'm <laughs> watching, uh, Pretty Little Liars mainly for the, the most part. Um, oh, and The Bachelor, of course. So yeah, that's about it. Matt, how, take it away. Oh, how many seasons are I think it's around seven liars. or eight, How many, the original know, um, series, and then I think okay. there have been some spinoffs, so yeah. Something like that will take me probably four or five months to watch, so I'll be busy for a while. Then I think after that I'll try to go to Buffy. Love That's it. a great segue, because oh. I was going to bring up Buffy, and I was going to say, I remember like, like getting through Buffy, which mm-hmm. is seven seasons, I believe. Like I thought at a pretty good pace. It was like, I feel like a couple months or so, and I remember telling pete that and i think pete was like yeah i watched it like a weekend <laughs> no, or something. Did. Like, you were like what did i watch like buffy oh. you were like i was like yeah i finished it in like three months or something you're like yeah i finished it in like one month. okay that's that i can buy one month okay yeah you're like Ew. so you're like yeah i was like what i thought i did so good you're like yeah one month <laughs> I will, it was right after college so i had nothing going on i was struggling funding a job so then i was like oh man i'm so sad Buffy is over because I crushed through it and then I, I had a three day morning period and then I watched Angel mm. and I watched it in a month. <laughs> yeah. I did the same. I don't think I watched it that fast, but I went from Buffy to Angel because I, I had I was going to have withdrawals. Like, it was great. I, I, seven I seasons. loved watching the show and I can't wait to watch it again with Piper when yeah. she's yeah. older. Yeah. Um, but I guess as a segue to what I've been watching, if we're just going to tie Freddie Prince through all of this. As if you ever even um, thought otherwise. <laughs> it wasn't a movie. This is, I've been making my way through Friends for a while. And so I have like, I think like five episodes oh, wow. left of the oh, whole wow. series. Right. I'll be done with Friends. But uh, Freddie is, he's like the Manny in hmm. season nine. So he plays, he's the, the Manny for Rachel and Ross's kid. I think only for like one episode. He might be in it for two, but he's not in it for long. Yeah. Like Ross is like weirded out that like they're the best nanny they have is a man and it's Freddie Prince. And that's like, he doesn't want him to be their nanny. I would be threatened by him too. If I was Ross. Right. He's just hanging out in your house. Freddie Prince. Come on, Junior. Of course, Junior, not Freddie Prince. Don't get it twisted. Fucking Ross sucks. 
Um, so that's TV shows. I'm going to start the Mindy Project. Never watched it, but I like Mindy Kaylee. So all of it's on Netflix. So I want to watch the Mindy Project. That'll be kind of next funny. up. Have you been seeing and, the, and actually, the drama with her? Uh, uh, she's like with canceled, her? but I don't no. know like, she, I don't think she's necessarily canceled, okay. but they're definitely... Is she part of the Velma yes. thing? That is, that's a big, okay, that's a big okay, part yeah. of it. Fucking awful show, let me yeah. tell you. It is terrible. Um, okay, I haven't watched it. I what I see on speaking of Freddie Prince Jr. Sorry. Yeah, he's tr- true. He is, he is Fred. Um, yeah, like <laughs> it seems like I don't know. People are pretty upset with Mindy Killing because it it seems like she just kind of makes herself like her nationality the joke, and like people don't like that. It's kind of like what i see and i never noticed that before but it something to consider okay, yeah interesting i could see it from maybe sometimes in the office yeah i sure. mean she was a writer for the because she was a writer on that show yeah. yeah i didn't notice it I to, then I, but like you know i wasn't really aware of a lot of things when i watched the office well hey i'll pay yeah. attention during the mini project, because yeah. that's she is the star of the show. Yeah, tread lightly. <laughs> she might not yeah, be as I funny will. as you think. Them. If you like it, you I, like I it. But you know. I, Velma certainly bad. Velma has not been on the list, but um, another show that I didn't put on here that I watched is Secession, and super excited okay. for season I've heard four. That's really My husband out very is soon. eagerly awaiting season four. Loves it. Uh, I'm watching The Last of Us. Okay. He's got good Are taste. You guys watching yeah. that at all? <laughs> Oh, no, I have not watched it. You guys got to watch it. It's very good. I've heard. I've watched the game or, you know, played it. But Did you play it or did you do like a let's watch, a let's play? So more of like a streaming. Watch someone stream it. Gotcha. Like Sean, be, to be specific. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know he did um, that. Yeah. Where's the last of us yeah. streaming? Well, th- it's on HBO. Yeah, it's an HBO show. But um, yeah, I. I'll wrap up with two themes. A bunch of movies I've been watching are vampire movies in terms of the horror genre. So I've watched since we last talked Nosferatu, Martin, Hunger, Interview with the Vampire, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Let the Right One In. Good lineup. Are all different vampire movies I've watched. Yeah. And Let the Right One In being the Swedish version, the, the OG, not the... Chloe Grace Mortez version, the American one. And um, I'm also going to a Wes Anderson trivia. Oh, yeah. Next week. So I've been just rewatching some of those and I've made my way through Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Ten Bombs so far. This trivia night. I'd like to think so. I've never, I've been a Wes Anderson fan. I think Pete can attest to it at least since like college. I remember like being a huge fan. I would not want to go against you Um, trivia night. Yeah. So, but I'll I'll be put to the test. We'll be in the Greater Phoenix area and see how many other people out there are big uh, fans. You'd be surprised. I feel like when I went to a Seinfeld one in Chicago, I was like, okay, I know Seinfeld pretty well. And then I got there, I was like, wow, I do not know <laughs> Seinfeld, and these other people do. Well, um, you're speaking to a three-time Seinfeld champion. I, I did know you. You did here. pretty well. <laughs> But it's not just me. It was a team of 
basically one of my other friends who's like you Pete who watches the show religiously and my parents who watched it when it was on TV. So we had a good group of people. Yeah. That knew the show well, but that that'll wrap up what I've been watching. Pete, we could move on to the reveal unless you have the review. I found it actually. It it took some time. If if you want to read us this guy's statement, let's see if, if my initial viewing was reading. He said, Second viewing, last scene, 1992. Scrumptiously reenacted history rarely excites me, even when driven by righteous anger. And it's worth remembering that Z was made while Greece's military military dictatorship was much in power. I recognize this as skillful and passion work, but the film's fundamentally journalistic, didactic, modest operandi commends polite respect rather than irresponsible adore. Okay. That is what he said. It seems like the one it reason, seems like he just had to like have something, you know, like to be negative. He needed to say yeah. something. But he had to use fancy words that I didn't know how to pronounce. He's like, it's a flex. What is operandi? That's what it is. Yeah. Or a door. journalistic, sure. didactic. Yeah. Right? Does it, it doesn't it like really? kind of leave like a sour taste in your yeah. mouth? That's how I felt. Yeah. He seemed like he was praising it for 80% of it and then kind of ended it on a sour note. I think it deserved it to unfollow. Absolutely. <laughs> no question. <laughs> but that that's what we watched. That's the horror. What did we watch horror otherwise? But now we can actually reveal the movie we watched. We did a movie today, everybody, if you can imagine it. We watched all these other ones. But the one that we watched today is directed by Alex De La Iglesia. Came out in October of 1995. It is. The Day of the Beast. Day of the Beast. And this is a Spanish-Italian Can dual Can you say it film. in Spanish, the name of the movie? Dia de la Bestia? Sure. I, I don't Something know. Like that? I, actually, I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> I think that's pretty close. I, don't know, I, might, I might have butchered Beast. I don't know if that's... It's Bestia. But I'm guessing it's Dia de la something. Yeah, I mean, that makes day sense. Of, uh, we'll be corrected in the comments. Someone will let us know if I butchered it. That one um, one person or one they'll unfollow like like you Pete they will unfollow or one fan unfollow this guy can't speak Spanish this is the <laughs> one reason I'm here click see so yeah, Day of the Beast um real quick if you have never heard of it um again Spanish Italian dual combination film but it's a Spanish speaking film bent on committing as many sins as possible to avert the birth of the beast or the antichrist a catholic priest teams up with a black metal aficionado and an italian connoisseur of the occult and now he has become an unrelenting sinner to save humanity that is a g- general synopsis of the movie more things will will it come turns. in the, in the plot as we talk about it but a priest knows the antichrist will be born on christmas day i should say the antichrist will be born on christmas day and he must stop it by essentially committing as many sins as possible so the devil will trust him and show his face so that he knows where the Antichrist is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good method, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that way, but I guess I guess it Reverse is a psychology. method to bring about the devil. He certainly <laughs> exactly. he thought of it. <laughs> On the devil. <laughs> it yeah. just sounds crazy because it yeah. is. You're just like, what the hell kind of priest are you? You know, and that's the idea, you know, behind um, the opening scene. Hey, he's trying to save the world. Yeah, and you're just like, 
well, like I, it was kind of hard to follow the logic because, like, I don't think <laughs> it was based in a lot of logic, but he had good intentions, I guess. Yeah, his his thoughts were in his mind, which I'm sure we'll talk about at points, is that he was saving humanity. Whether that was happening at certain times <laughs> can be left to interpretation. What was actually happening, um, but. If you can tell from our description, this isn't played as a straight horror film. It's definitely like a horror comedy. There's a lot of comedic elements to this. It doesn't take itself, I don't think, too seriously until it gets closer to the end, like that final act. It starts to get a little more serious with the characters, the tone, the music. It starts to play more of a straight horror towards the end. But for the most part, I think it's like tongue in cheek. There's like a mashup, this movie, in terms of like comedy, horror, like there's a lot of action-packed scenes. Um, it's like it's definitely not what I would call a Christmas movie. Um, you know, it just happens to be Christmas time. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting dynamics going on here. Sure, it's got the diehard <laughs> factor to it. You is know, it a Christmas, Christmas movie or is it not? Sometimes I, I, yeah, it just happens to fall on that day. And I even forget in this movie that like. They say like, oh, it's Christmas Eve and tomorrow's Christmas Day. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. Then I see like the imagery of like the three wise men. Oh, this is Christmas Eve. (laughs) But he's committing all these sins trying to bring the devil uh, to surface so that he can he can kill him and I guess gain his trust. Um, So, yeah, that's Day of the Beast. I'd love to to talk about it in depth. But Pete, I think this was your choice this week. Is that correct? I'm just kind of curious. I wasn't really even familiar with Day of the Beast. I was just kind of curious how you came about this movie and like why you wanted to to watch it. Actually, I've been aware of it, not not knowing a whole lot about it, but I've been aware of the movie for a few years, actually quite a few years now. I think it came up, uh, I want to say like 10 years ago with my friends and I. Like we were, we used to do like, like sleepovers and watch horror movies like all night and that yeah it was fun. great uh, blockbuster was still around at this time so it might have even been longer than 10 years oh, ago at this point so oh, man. we had we had a membership that we split like three ways because <laughs> like, no, it was like because it was like unlimited it was like unlimited rentals but like you were limited to like one per i think like um like per per time so we would what we would do is we would watch the movie then go back to blockbuster <laughs> return it and rent another one so we would go that there of course we would go there like two to three times a day sometimes so like and then we we really had to make sure that you know we had our movies picked out for the night because obviously we couldn't go back to blockbuster because it was closed yeah, that's the original, like OG binging. Yeah. Before you could just like stream it, I'd have to go to the the library or the movie yeah, store all, and pick out a movie. But yeah, it was one yeah. that came up. Good times. Because we were watching like a lot of like weird fucking movies because Blockbuster had a pretty good selection, and I remember that one coming up, but we weren't able to find it at Blockbuster. And then ever since then, I was like, I've had it like in the back of my mind. And then, like, I had it on, like, my watch list for, like, the the sites that I use that keep track of movies I watch. Like, you could have a watch list. It's just been sitting there for years. And I was just like, 
oh, I noticed that it was on Shutter. I was like, that's I've been trying to watch this for ten years now. Let's let's finally make it happen. Cool. Yeah, that's cool that they had like I'm guessing that was probably late '90s, early 2000s, or something like that. The time frame you're talking, but they would have this like foreign language horror movie. At your local blockbuster. Yeah. I don't know if they would have had that at mine, but that's pretty cool they had that selection. Uh, they had a really, they've, I mean, I feel like they always had a good selection. Like, I remember my blockbuster having a good yeah. one, and like, I had two other ones also in, in my, where I grew up. I had Value Video and Hollywood Video. This is Bourbon. And Blockbuster. Illinois. This is Bourbon, okay. yeah. I grew up in a small town. I guess that's, that's what fair. I was wondering. And like, w- we had a thing called Real Think Video, which is like a That's local person. Pop, right? Yeah, and, and there was like a couple of those. So the selection was a little smaller. So I'd have to like go into Peoria um, if I wanted to get to like a Blockbuster or a Hollywood video. I remember f- when I couldn't drive when I was until I was like, you know, in high school, 16. I think Value Video had the better horror selection because I remember going there when they were closing. And I was going through like their horror section. And I was like, "Oh my god, they have so much!" Like it was just like six aisles of horror. Like it was like fucking ridiculous. That's like the stuff of dreams for. I know. Like I've been you. talking. I've been talking about this with my coworker. <laughs> how we miss going to the store and kind of just like browsing the movies aisles. Be like, "Hey, look what they have here." They like barely have movies on the shelves anymore. It's like one aisle, maybe. Like, I miss, like, like when it used to be, like, five rows of movies. Like, it was just like, ah, oh, it's the best. You go in and peruse yeah, one. Yeah, you go, in, you go through there. the fucking bargain bin at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember those? They have those, yeah, like, like, five, $5 or $2 yeah, movies. Yeah, fucking yeah. through that shit. Oh, yeah. A lot of my collection, I feel like, from college is from those bins. Like, a good amount of movies I found in there. Half Price yeah. Books, which I don't know if you've ever been there, is a... Good resale shop, like if you want to find like cheap movies, because like they have stuff that's on clearance for like two or two dollars or a dollar, which is where a lot yeah. of my movies came from. Because like, uh, I think like the like I didn't go to Blockbuster as much near the end, so like obviously Netflix wasn't as strong. So my way of like watching movies that I haven't seen was literally buying used movies for like two dollars to. Ten dollars. I was like, "Oh, I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. I'm gonna buy it because I want to see it." <laughs> In that same respect, when the movie fan went oh out of business, God, a, which is a movie store where we so went to sad. college, I got I bought a lot of movies from that inventory because they had a I great five selection. Movies from them, and I think I gave most of them to you now because I've upgraded, and I don't like to keep duplicates because I need to conserve space as much as possible. R.I.P. The movie fan. R.I.P. Still got the the po- the what is it? The marquee. Yeah, I remember poster. you telling me that. Yep, still got it. It's <laughs> so a treasure. Now. It lives on. It is a treasure. Well, that was a a walk down it's memory lane that uh, <laughs> Pete. I mean, it was a good. It, it it led to why I said, "Why did you choose it? Like, how did you come to know of Dave the Beast?" Um, and it was from this young age with Blockbuster, and here we are, some almost twenty years later that it came out. We're doing it on the show. We're gonna talk. Day of the Beast, 1995. Um, I had never really had this on my radar. Um, but from like the get-go into this movie starting, I was on board with like the style because the, the priest comes in and is like, basically, I solved this. Oh, he goes, do you need to repent for your sins? And he's like, 
no, I haven't sinned, but I'm gonna. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm here to tell you something. Um, I deciphered this code that we don't really, they don't tell us, but he deciphered some code that was supposed to be impossible and something terrible is going to happen. And he's got to go on this journey. And as he's walking out, he drops his papers. And then the the huge like cross falls down on the other priest, just to like foreshadow that like, Dangers on the path of whatever he's doing. Well, I think does have the comedic touch to it. Like, hey, like you know, here's my plan, and then the other priest is like, hey, that's like terrible, and then like he tells him what it is, (laughs) and then he's like, will you help me? And then the other priest is like, yes, and then the cross falls down on the other priest. If I'm recalling that right, so yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, as soon as he was like ready to help out Meta's yeah. demise, Meta's uh, yeah, which ultimately his plan is, which we're gonna s- we'll see in like this opening credits where he's like walking through the streets of like, Madrid, um, and he's like he wants to commit the most sins so that you know he's not seen as his man on the cloth, but like the devil will be attracted to him or at least will be open to talking to him because the Antichrist is gonna be on board and you have to go through the devil. So this opening scene, he's like taking change from a homeless person. He's like pushing a, a, a performer off a, he's like up on this like cement block and he pushes him off. Doesn't help these people who are in a fight. And he tells that person who's yeah. dying to go rot in hell <laughs> and then takes his wallet. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, that's going to yeah. be this movie. <laughs> okay. yeah. I feel like it feels like a very not Hollywood movie in every way. That's like how I felt about the entire time I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely didn't. Yeah. Especially from that opening credit scene really sets the tone like right out of the gate that it's not. (laughs) Um, And almost. Yeah. He meets pretty, pretty soon off as this movie starts. Like he, as we say, he's trying to commit sit commit sins he wants to listen to like quote like devil music and is looking for iron maiden records and acdc records to play it backwards to like i guess that you know that's the whole thing you know it's satanic rituals or whatever Um, and that's where we get to meet jose for the first time who like owns this record shop um he's gonna be along this journey he offers him a house to stay at but yeah what what were your guys' thoughts on uh, Jose, this character, the record shop owner, heavy metal Spoiler fan? Alert, I did not care for Jose Maria at all. That's fair. Okay. He was definitely a little, definitely sexist. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. Yeah. There were some parts where he was very annoying, frustrating to me in, in yeah. his, his actions um, to certain characters, especially the main characters. Um, but I like the the setup for Jose, at least like the, the idea that some, who's going to help this priest along the way on his sinning path is like a record shop owner, death metal fan. I like that, that concept. I feel like his character definitely plays out better as comic relief, like back then. Yeah. And just feel like this has not aged the best just because of this, like, Oh, he's like just really creepy. And like, that's basically it. Is that like he's just pretty creepy? He's creepy <laughs> and like not very smart. That's true. He is not very smart. Like, which I think would be funny if he wasn't a creep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's too much going on. Yeah, there's like times where I feel like they're trying to make him seem, I guess, lovable in the respect of like two 
Angel, who's the priest, and like helping him out. But then there's other actions to other characters that, like the first, the first one I think to me was when he gives his grandfather um, just like an acid tab. Oh yeah, in the morning. That's like his grandpa wakes up and comes to the table. He's like, oh, he needs these to get motivated for the day, and it's like drops a tab in his mouth. I'm like, that's. I don't know if that's your relationship, but that's pretty intense. Like every morning you give your grandpa just like this hallucinogenic. <laughs> yeah. So that that's Jose. And basically the priest lives with him. It's like a boarding house situation yeah, that he's or in a, a, a mini hostel that like a family is running. Yeah, I think that's it. Jose's mom runs it with Mina, who is not related to them. Correct. She's just like she so works yeah, she there. She seems like kind of like a housekeeper type person like she seems like she cooks and cleans for them yeah she takes him in um and then i guess the next character we're gonna meet is this is kevin is his name and he's like kind of a psychic a tv psychic if you remember from like the 90s the people who would i feel like they'd be on the infomercials or something be on tv like i'll read your future it's more like reality show character now i feel like there's psychic reality show people but that's so yeah kind of it's kind of like what cable access a little bit like that's what it comes off as and that, yeah, that doesn't definitely i don't think it really exists anymore not so much it, i mean because like cable is becoming less of a that's thing true. I, mean, I feel like if you do it's like a streaming cable and you get to pick and choose what you watch um i guess like that person so, would like be a youtuber now basically if that like yeah exactly twitch yeah, or something but they it's just a little different, but that's that's Kevin, and he's 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 basically saying that he speaks to the other side, and he he there's this show of him like curing this boy who looked like being possessed by a demon, and that's where the priest sees that, uh, tries to check out his book, and ultimately then is like, well, we got, we just got to meet this guy, right? He's got he wants to meet up with him because he thinks he can help him find the devil. He knows how to. Uh, exercise demons he can help me in, in some fashion or another and as they're going to meet Kevin or like essentially like kidnap him <laughs> is what happens and hold him hostage the, the the priest says he's oh that was the first television program I ever saw was that one they watched of Kevin like exercising the demon from I his kid yeah so I was like oh it's like leading the audience us viewers to be like this priest might not be the most reliable narrator because we think the apocalypse is happening because he says he solved this code and he's got to commit these sins to bring forth the devil. But then he's like, Oh, I, that's the first TV program I've saw. And we got to go talk to this guy because clearly he knows how to deal with demons. Exact, it's like, Oh, so maybe exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So you just seem maybe gullible yeah. or you're just a little naive to the world, maybe a little bit. Um, so I don't know if we can trust him as the audience if what he's saying is completely true that's pretty wild to think about that like uh is his first like tv program and i was like trying to think i was like i was like what was spain like that during the time because like they portray it as a very like country that's like not doing well i bet is the best way to put it like it seems like there's a lot of turmoil in spain at the time and i was like is that actually true or did it just do that because it fit the narrative like it kind of like it, the priest is like the world is falling apart like look just look look what's going on yeah because you'll even see and i and i don't know um, i don't know if you did any research i was trying that, to like, figure it out in, I, in spain i couldn't 
Maybe I just didn't do enough research, but I couldn't find anything. Well, yeah, even like there's the bigger issue of like the world falling apart, but they even have there's like that clean up Madrid like graffiti yeah. that's being put all over the town. It's like people are vandalizing stuff and there's crime and people are, are dying and there's like uh, crime is running rampant beyond just the end of the world. So there's, it's definitely saying something about the state of Spain or, or Europe at that time. Cause this is a Spain, Italy production. Like, I feel like if it was the seventies, I feel like that would make more sense to me. Cause I feel like uh, the recovery from World War Two, took a long time for a lot of the European countries. Like that would make more sense to me, but obviously there's just things I'm not aware of, of just other countries in general. That something else could have happened to them. Sure. Yeah. Early '90s, late '80s. I mean, Japan had like an economic collapse in the '90s. Like same thing could have happened to Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but clearly it, it is. I think saying something about the times of Spain that's, that the world is ending. What I got out of it. <laughs> yeah. And cause he was saying he was like drawing, there's the clean Madrid, clean up Madrid thing, but he was drawing on things that like, well, what there were other instances he was saying that were happening in Spain that clearly indicate the coming of an antichrist. It was like children are going missing or something and, and some other thing. So just these certain things that are going on day to day that mean an antichrist is coming. Yeah, we well, yeah, we'll learn as the the priest goes and he he what is it? He essentially he knocks out this psychic person because he doesn't want to to help this man and ties him up and goes over the whole code that he cracked that it's not the word of God, but it's like a number and it's the number is the date, it's Christmas Day, that's the day the Antichrist is gonna be born. And he kind of goes on this whole spiel about how he, he came to this and in the background, all the while he's explaining that today is the apocalypse. Jose's in the background, like smashing glass in the background and like putting on those masks that Kevin has, just like completely undercutting everything. I feel like Jose was saying. There was a banking crisis in the 90s for Spain, so I guess that kind of checks okay. out. There you go. That's banking that's crisis. What I just found in an opinion article, so I don't <laughs> know how true it is, but I feel like that kind of makes sense for, you know, they're saying there was like a lot of abandoned buildings, which that happens. And as they go to an abandoned building where there's like That's a homeless climax. person giving yeah. birth, like it just, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of unrest. And then, well, I don't know, there's too much spoilers. That's kind of how the movie yeah, that, ends. They're not. Yeah, the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, they are now like homeless drifters at the end of the movie. Some of them. Um, even though they they save the day, quote unquote. But yeah, there's this interesting thing that I think is like a I don't know if this is like in it's like Christianity at large. I don't know that well, but like the idea that I know the devil wants to mock God, like they say that. But it's like if the Antichrist is going to come, it's going to like mock. It's going to intim. It's going to intimate like the birth of Christ himself. So that's like kind of how they're like pulling up clues throughout the rest of the movie is like one of the symbols looks like a fallen cross because the devil would do it to like intentionally imitate slash mock. Yeah. Um, God. So I, I know like the devil would try to do that, but I just found that as like an interesting idea of like clues right. throughout yeah, the I movie. Feel like the like the lore of the movie, you guess you could say like a lot of it like made sense 
to me. Like, I feel like, you know, for such a, you know, I feel like the budget for this movie was like, you know, it was relatively low. Like, other countries don't have as big as budgets as Hollywood. So they were able to, like, you know, come up with a movie that has a really strong background, I guess, for the movie, you could say. Like, there's, like, trying to fit all the pieces together. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I know, I, I don't know exactly what my point is here, I guess, just an observation, but, like, you know, um, they're playing the music mm-hmm. backwards, um, because, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's something I remember hearing, like, growing up, but just, you know, oh, kind yeah. of like a trope, I don't know, like, um, yeah. what else, and then looking for inverses of, you know, I guess, a sign or a signal, you know, from what's good. You know, I don't know if this is making any sense, but then, um, what else? Oh, and then I read that, like, and this, like, this kind of shit scares me. I don't mess with this. Um, but they did, like, (laughs) real satanic rituals. They didn't alter anything. And I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, when they did the, in the apartment, they, like, made the pentacle and everything... Yeah. Yeah, that's like real life. That's scary stuff. Scare some Catholics with that hey, stuff. Hey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, and I heard that like I thought I think it was actually Satanists, not Catholics, but like protested yeah. the movie. So it was like the opposite, I oh, guess. Oh, that's I guess, that's yeah. funny. Like Satanist that's brought, funny that Satanists yeah. pr- protested this. That's really funny. I to think me. they sent like the director yeah. death threats or something, which I was just like, really. Yeah. You just don't hear that too often. It's not usually the Satanists yeah. that are protesting. Yeah, <laughs> no, I... No, you really don't. About that the devil. That was one of my trivia points. Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> you brought it out organically. Yeah. We dropped it in, yeah. We dropped it in in the discussion. I wish the... Like, I feel like around the middle of this movie is when the three of them together, yeah. like we were talking about, when they do, like, the pentagram or whatever. I feel like that's like when it was like the funniest when they were just like messing things up and I kind of wish like there was more of that because it felt I don't know like I feel like it was like too in the middle of comedy and horror like there wasn't enough of each like I wish there was either more horror or more comedy like it was like Mm. I don't know, for some reason when it's like perfectly in the middle, like I find that very strange. At least that's how I took it for that movie. Yeah, I could see that. There were some where I was like laughing and then it was like straight horror. I don't know if it was like jarring or unsettling, like not knowing at sometimes maybe that's what horror comedy is doing is like juxtapositioning those. But yeah, it just it did lean in too far one way or the other. And, like, I feel like the scenes you're talking about in the middle where Kevin, the psychic, is held hostage and Jose and um, the priest are making the pentacle. They're trying to get the maiden's blood, the virgin's blood. They're tr- tracking down the woman that came in. That, that plays like comedy. That was, like, almost like Three Stooges yeah, routine was, with, like, yeah. horrific imagery. Yeah. They're just trying to conjure the devil. Very, like, um, what's it called? Yeah. What the hell is physical comedy called? Is it just called physical comedy? slapstick or something i don't know i'm just trying to think of the other word for it slapstick yeah that's that's a good one like drag me to hell gives me something like oh my god or maybe maria maybe like reanimator oh definitely like slapstick horror yeah that's what i would describe as that 
But yeah, there, this is like that scene you're talking about where I think it changes for one of the characters in that scene is where the priest makes wafer, we're supposed to be like communion, oh, yeah. but out of like pieces of yeah. bread dipped in virgin's blood and then acid mixed with an acid tablet. Because that's what the psychic says you need to conjure the yeah. devil. And they all take that together and stand in the pentacle. And they're all starting to wonder if the, if the devil is going to come. And then they, they see this bug approach the pentacle. And they don't do They're like, oh, it didn't come in. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe that was uh, the devil in bug form. And sure enough, they turn to their left. And there's like this big hooved beast type it's like a ram looking thing with these big horns enter the room and stand on its hind leg and like hiss at them in the pentacle like that's probably the devil uh, that's probably I, it. I think that might be it it's like I don't know that bug though <laughs> that bug is like yeah. pretty suspicious yeah but I, I kind of liked story wise at that point I wasn't sure if that was like the devil because they'd all just taken an LSD yeah. tab and it's like are they all just ha- having a shared hallucination that the devil is in yeah, the room I don't know how to take with that, that. I guess now that you say that, that could that could play out for the whole movie because that's true too. You know, it takes place in one drug night. Drug lasts at least twenty four hours, if I remember correctly. It's several hours, and it's it only takes place on Christmas Eve. So, like the next scene is like now the psychic's on board. They uncover this message. He believes that the Antichrist is coming tonight. And they, they all see this, like, banging on the door. Like, the door looks like it's going to burst in. So they decide, let's go out the window and scale the building. <laughs> oh. And all the while, Jose is, like, cracking up the whole time. And he's yeah. like, what if I just fell? What if I just jumped off? And they're all freaking out. Yeah. Um, Jose yes, really annoyed me that, in that scenario. That was, like, one of his, like, worst moments I think that was when it really sealed it for me like I hate this guy give yeah. me a lot of anxiety I did anxiety. enjoy that scene a lot it's though a- actually I thought that was like the best part of the movie was like that beat in the middle oh yeah I mean, it plays out well in terms of like tension and like comedic bits there but like as a person yeah. Yeah. Jose sucks yeah, in that know, moment he, he, Jose he sucks, sucks, sucks a lot let's <laughs> yeah. be real uh, but <laughs> He keeps acting like he's going to fall, and ultimately it's uh, the psychic. Cavan mm-hmm. uh, yeah. is the one who falls. Yeah, I, I, liked um, him. I was like, oh, man, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. And he's like, oh, no, my, my luckily, heart's just broken. Right. <laughs> yeah. He just falls onto, like, a lower tier of the building, and he kind of even looks over his shoulder back at the ground where everybody's at, like, oh, thank God. Like, I thought, <laughs> I, thought I was a goner. Thank God for this <laughs> second level that I just dropped to. Yeah, but he, he gets taken away to the hospital shortly. Um, but then I think what happens just with the priest and Jose, they're on the run because the cops think, you know, they kidnapped this TV personality. They did. They think that they it's just now he's on yeah. their side. But they did they, kidnap they, him. They did. <laughs> it's true. He was like, oh, shit, they were telling the truth. I'm with them now. <laughs> yeah. And they're off running. I think the first place they go, though, those two, is like – there was a flyer the priest got earlier about the future of humanity. Yes. And he thought that was a sign of like where the devil might be. So he goes to this conference thinking this is where the Antichrist will be born. But it just turns out it's like some stuffy college professor talking about like Nostradamus anthropology or sociology. Or <laughs> and it, That's right. That's yeah. right. Nostradamus. Yeah. That was silly. 
So no no avail there. And I think the second place the priest goes to think where he, where where the Antichrist will be born is like this metal concert because the again the backwards the playing metal, metal music. Metal's think, the devil's music. Exactly. It's the devil's music. That's where it's gonna happen and he promptly gets his ass kicked um, <laughs> at this at this club, and the Antichrist is not born there. But it's where then there's like this moment where the psychic is on TV doing his his Christmas Eve show, <laughs> I guess, and it's where he breaks from character um, because the priest calls in, so he's like on the payphone looking at a TV through a store window of the guy talking to him, uh, basically saying. I'm on your side. I think I know where the Antichrist is going to be born and warning all of the country that the world will end tonight. And, uh, yeah, this is not fun and games. I'm seeing the future. The world ends tonight. Oh, that's where, oh, geez, I can't. I was going to skip towards, like, the end where they figure out that based on the symbols throughout the centuries, it's like the, it's this building because it looks like the fallen cross. And this is where the Antichrist will be. And they all end up there. Prior to that, right prior to that scene, that's like where the climax happens. The the priest is like sitting on a park uh, a, a bus bench, and he sees a poster that says, "This is the signs the heavens have for you," or something like that. And it's like a satellite. But then what he sees across the street is a looks like a homeless person getting beat up, get beat beat up by these people who jump out of a car and then light him on that fire. Was crazy. Was, I didn't expect yeah. that at all. That was cr- no. Did not expect that scene, that to happen. Especially after seeing this is the sign heaven has for you. It was like... Did not wasn't like there also work, like but... a shootout like around this time where he was like he was like following the guy from the conference for like a really long time and then they're like a shootout because the cops like catch up to them and one of them has a shotgun for some reason. Yeah, the shotgun. How did Jose got the shotgun from? I forget where he picked that up from, because he carries that with him for like most of the movie. But yeah, they're they're like in the crowded plaza on Christmas Eve, and there's like this display of the three wise men, and that's where there's the shootout with the cops as they're trying to to get away. Which I do like the like the the imagery of like those three being the three wise men. Yeah. To the Antichrist, yeah. Jose, the psychic, and the priest. I thought that was just a funny comic beat. Um, that they're going to be the three wise men of the Antichrist, but they ultimately get to like this rundown building. It looks like it looks like an alleyway or something where you hear a baby crying, and they're like, "See, we we found the Antichrist." We think again could be on LSD. <laughs> we believe <laughs> allegedly this is an Antichrist, but it's been like two hours, and they just took LSD. Oh, yeah, they they're probably that, like peeking. <laughs> it was like some guy's girlfriend, and she's like, "It's." There's no way she's pregnant because she's a virgin or whatever. Didn't wasn't that like a thing that he was saying? I could have sworn that. Oh, I don't like. I could have sworn that happened. So who had the baby? Like when we see so the like, baby, they say yeah, that. Yeah. So like they run into like this homeless couple. Yeah. And then yeah, she's like having a baby, and then the guy's like, I don't know how this is happening. She's a virgin, and then they're just like trying yeah. to help deliver the baby. And then like the goons show up I, I don't know where they the devil goons I don't know show where up where they came from but devil goons straight out of hell play. straight out of hell yeah and the imagery of these devil goons is it just looks like i don't know 
like preppy bad guys, middle aged men, eighties <laughs> preppy mad guys. That's a good <laughs> way. Yeah, they're not. They don't look like demons. They just look like preppy bad guys from the eighties who have some guns and pipes to beat people up. But, but but to your point about you know she being a, a virgin, I think that goes to the whole like if the Antichrist Mocking is going to be born, it's going yeah. to be like it's going to mimic it, and so it was like the Virgin Mary. So it would be a virgin giving birth to the Antichrist as well, I guess, mocking it. So I didn't I didn't pick up on that line. So I could have sworn nice. that happened. I mean that makes sense based on everything they've they've told us previously that that's how the antichrist would be born that's where fisticuffs happen it's like the climax um and jose and what's it called jose and the priest run upstairs to the top level of this building where it looks like hell is forming yeah yeah exactly it looks under construction but like hell is in the sky like this is like storming in the sky or something it just looks like really dark like it's windy and sure enough it looks like the devil is up there. I was. It looks like a some horned beast. And the way they did the special effects room was a little strange, but I guess like um, I give them a pass since you know they had a pretty low budget, and I don't think it looked bad. It just like the frame rate was just like literally different, so it was just like kind of jarring. It looked like it was almost stop and motion. That's what I thought. I thought it was almost stop motion, but it, like it looked like CGI, like. Because yeah. there was CGI at the time, so I don't know if they had if they did it that way or if it was like animation, like you said, like mm. like animation, like drawn on top of it or something. Could have been. It just yeah, just the frame rate looked off when you saw this beast. And he will ultimately kill Jose. Jose is going to get dropped like a ton of bricks from the top of this yes. building. And the priest gets away down the elevator, is able to save the psychic Kevin, who was lit on fire. That's right. In a similar fashion as the other homeless person. But he's able to save him, even though he's burnt. And the priest looks, and we see that the Antichrist was killed. It looks like by one of the goons, though. Didn't one of the goons shoot into that cardboard area when the fight started? And then you look in there, and the, the baby was dead, correct? Yes. When he pulled the cardboard yeah. back? I thought... I thought one of the goons shot in there, but I thought the goons were with I the think devil. The goons did. I think they. What I think happened is that those goons were the people that attacked the homeless people earlier, and yeah. then so they're mm-hmm. just attacking homeless people because they're just trying oh. to like, you know, cause violence. Is kind of how I took it. it cause may cause mayhem, you know, kind of get people to panic is kind of how I saw it. I, I don't think they knew that it was the antichrist or, you know, they're just people that are literally beating up homeless people and causing heinous acts. And they're just seeing the devil because they're tripping on acid. You know what I mean? Right. Again, they could be just tripping and they're seeing the devil, but everything else is, but so everything else know. is happening. Right. Like these people are just like, beating up homeless people and causing violence to them. And then they're just like seeing the devil because they're high on drugs. And I never even considered that when I first watched it. I like, it didn't even dawn to me to think that. Well, that's why I think because we see the baby is is dead there. And then it looks like we see the shadow of like this big beast character coming down the stairs behind 
the priest and he turns around and fires and shoots it. And then when you see the, it's a person then real quick, when he turns around, it's a human yeah. and the person falls back and dies. And I was like, well, that's a human we just saw. And I feel like the devil wouldn't be able to be killed so quickly by just like one bullet. It's like, was he hallucinating the whole time that this was the antichrist, that this is the devil. And they just want to assume Yep, we saved the day. We, we uh, saved humanity from the Antichrist, or was it just he was on LSD and they hallucinated no one, it? No one knows what we did. We're homeless now, and, but we right. saved the world. <laughs> yeah, they're on the road together now. That's how it ends, and thinking that they did this great thing, but who knows? Up to interpretation if they were just actually crazy. Yeah. The priest was already an unreliable narrator, I thought, before he he took the LSD when he was like, oh, I've never watched TV before. It's like, oh, so you're really naive to the world. I didn't like even this. like I didn't even think about him being an unreliable narrator. I just I I feel like I always fall for like kind of going in full heartedly for the main protagonists. Like I usually like mm. am with them most of the time until they do like something horrible you know but then like you know like my best example was like you know breaking bad where i was like with walt most of the time until like he killed the kid basically he broke bad yeah basically until you killed the kid in like the last season or whatever that was yeah Yeah, i think sorry (laughs) go ahead i was gonna make a dumb joke i wasn't even good (laughs) um I, I think that's the case in a lot of, um, in most scenarios, Pete, like, I agree. But in this case, I, like, from this guy's first scene, I was like, no. You know, <laughs> like. I'm not with you. No. Like, at all. So, yeah. He just, yeah, he said, he, he did not meet my expectations from scene one. Like, in those opening credits when he was, like, committing all those sins. And we learned that's, like, his plan, but, like. Right. I wasn't, you had to get me on your side to not, not root for you, but just to like believe you. And then all those other things like, oh, I watched it. I've never watched a TV, but this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. And then he took drugs. I'm like, I don't know if I can believe this guy. I don't know if I can trust <laughs> what he's saying. Um, if what I should take at face value in this movie. Yeah. But nonetheless, that's where it ends where we believe the devil is dead. We believe the antichrist was not born and that, Kevin, the psychic, and the priest are just kind of roaming as homeless people across the country, um, living out their lives. So that's where, yeah, it concludes. It's on Rotten Tomatoes now, like a 77%. So it's up there. People seem to uh, enjoy it. And then I think, what is it? It won a bunch of Goya Awards, like a bunch of different I'm not sure what Goya that is. Awards. The Goya Awards. I think they're Spanish. Were presented in Madrid, Spain. I think they're okay. like they're they're Spanish awards ceremony. Cool. But it won like best director, best new actor, best art direction, best special effects too. Like I don't know. In makeup and hairstyles, it won because I'll say one thing we didn't mention specifically, but he gets his ear blown off at yeah, one point. Wait, a shotgun. Did a That's where the shotgun comes from. Yes. The priest brings it from when he killed. Jose's mom. Yes. Full circle. Callback. Yeah, I cannot remember. But that was gnarly. Yeah, they, they did a good job with that. Gross. It was, it was, it was gross. And I was already squinting in that scene because he was draining the blood from her neck. So I was already like, 
don't like this. Yeah. And then that's all. I it's a see. pretty well made movie, I would say. Like, there's they did it like a lot, like you know, special effects wise, and yeah, yeah, like it's a pretty competently made movie. Yeah, pretty competently made. A lot of awards in in Spain. Do you guys think it had any sequels or remakes that you know of? I guess probably. I guess but I, I didn't think it did, but now I, I I'm thinking it's otherwise. Yeah, I will say in my research I didn't find anything. There was a sequel or a follow up to it. Um, no like TV shows that I know of, but there was talks of a, an American remake that the director who did this was going to make, but they ended up cutting it okay. and and not making it. So re- American remake was going to be made. It was in the works for a while. And also this director was originally slated to do Alien Resurrections. <laughs> uh, the nineteen ninety seven movie. He was one of the directors attached to it for a while, but didn't end up doing didn't it. Didn't end up it was like some French director that ended up doing that movie, right? Yeah, the guy who did like Amelie. Oh is my that what god, it is? that's right. That yeah. That director. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where it stands. Does anybody know box office or budget? This one? <laughs> I don't this one was tougher to come by. No clue. I think it was pretty well, you know, obviously it's well liked, at least these days. I think critically it was relatively well received, but I have no clue. I think I. Box office numbers. I think I saw that it was like. It did well in Spain at the time. Like, I think I saw that, like, people were boycotting it. Obviously, we talked about the Satanists, and I think probably other. Yeah. The older generation probably didn't like it as well either, because that's usually how it goes. And I think it was very popular with like young people, and those were the people that went to the movies. Was young people, the youths, the youths. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to convert it real quick, but I don't. I think it was three hundred million pesetas. If I'm saying that right. Is what it was the budget, which is apparently the currency in Spain up until two thousand two, where now I believe it's the euro. Uh, yeah, that's that's a hard conversion we, because like yeah, when that came yeah, out. it's like how how are you gonna convert that? Oh, was that your cat? <laughs> yep. Oh. She pulled down my map and fell off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's back but she took a tumble I was like what just <laughs> happened <laughs> someone needs attention yeah right <laughs> but she's alright she landed on all fours it is a cat it is a cat this movie <laughs> this movie I'm not really sure if it was a success I think so um, I, I just can't do the conversion it's pesetas to and then the box office was in 4.3 million euros so I don't know the conversion yeah. rate from the budget to the euro. I think you say? could say that I would assume that the euro was worth more than the Spanish currency, which is probably why yeah. they switched. I feel like that's why a lot of countries switched. Um, so that sounds like it did pretty well. Well, we'll eyeball it um, and say it did pretty well based on our mental math. Yeah, mental math, which is not very good. <laughs> yeah, because... The, the European Union was founded in, like, the late 90s. And so then I'm sure everybody came over later and all those conversions. I don't know. That'll be on our other podcast where we talk money conversions. Yeah, we're talking about... Stay, stay, tu- stay tuned for that one. More economic crisis. All that, all that yeah. good stuff. 
All the things that people want to hear. I'm dying to talk about it right now. <laughs> well, that kind of that wraps up where you know where it stands. Awards, sequels, budget, remakes. We got to know. Do we have any trivia on this movie? Day of the Beast. You made it. They finished discussing the plot of this terrifying movie. Onward to the fun bits of trivia and production for this film. So yeah, I mean, I already mentioned this, but um, I guess some Satanist groups were threatening the director and the crew with various death threats um, during the shooting. So um, just a small detail, but that's uh, pretty unnerving. So yeah, there's a lot in this movie that is very realistic, um, you know, and that kind of um, is one of them. Um, so the director, Al, I don't, sorry if I pronounce these names wrong, I'm not trying to. Um, Alex de la Iglesia asked um, this widely acclaimed Spanish filmmaker, Pedro Almodovar, who, pro- who produced his uh, first film to produce this movie and Almo Devar refused to because of his like superstitious beliefs. Um, and he didn't want to be involved oh, with wow. a movie that um, related to the devil and um, makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is um, a few years later in 2001, he produced Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone. So that didn't last yeah. long, but, and then um, I just thought this was kind of funny. Um, the actor Santiago Segura, who plays um, Jose Maria, the hardcore metalhead, he says it, he's not at all interested in heavy metal. Um, instead, he prefers Frank Sinatra, and you know, it's just <laughs> it's just not what you would expect since he plays it so well and all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of uh, trivia that I could find. But yeah. That's what I get. Yeah, that's a good one. I I always feel like when they when there's like this was horror comedy, but any like horror movie around the devil sometimes like there's always either like a protest or like something with production. You're talking about the producer didn't want to uh, yeah. fund it because of his superstitions. But like even the Omen, I feel like there was stuff. There was always stuff around the set that there were things happening. There was a cursed yeah. set when it's movies that revolve around. Satanic cults or the devil. It's always controversial stuff. Mm-hmm. Part of the lore of the movie. But speaking of Del Toro, you mentioned him real quick, and there's one little trivia fact that I I enjoyed is that um, the, the the actor who plays the priest, um, what was his name, Alex Angulo, I think mm-hmm. he's in Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, he's the doctor character. Oh, if you if you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth. Because I wanted to look up some of these these actors to be like, is there any other thing I've seen them in any Spanish films or Italian films? So he's in Pan's Labyrinth, which is. I still have not gotten through that movie. Got to do it. Got to. Give it another try. I like that one a lot. I think that was like one of my first Del Toros, because I think it won in like two thousand five or six for like best foreign language film, and we would have been like, I don't want to date us too much, but like seventh or eighth grade or something. Yeah. (laughs) I just remember being like. Blown away at that age by it. Anyway, see his Pinocchio movie. That's really good too. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you've recommended that. That was really entertaining. But I think if we don't have anything else to add about the film in particular, if you guys don't, we can wrap up with Defender Destroy of the Day of the Beast. 
conclusion of the podcast. Congratulations on making it all the way. You have one final challenge. The terrible trio will decide whether this movie passes the test. Choose wisely. Defend or destroy. Take it away. Your pick. It is oh, yeah. my pick. Picker goes first. Um, I think... I said picker, by the way, not Peter. Just in case. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was my name. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I think I might actually and destroy this movie. I think... I, I think that it's a solid movie. There's nothing horribly wrong with it. I think my biggest complaint is, like I said earlier, is that it didn't, like, go one way or the other with horror or comedy, which I th- I would have been fine with either direction. I just wanted to pick more of a, a lane, not a lane, but, like, just heavier handed in one section just to make it funnier to make it a little bit more enjoyable or a little bit more horror to make it more enjoyable. Like I feel like the ones in the middle always like are weird for me to kind of like figure out how would I, how I feel about them. And but other than that, I would say is like company made. I like, like the lore of it. And like, as we're talking about it more trying to unreliable narrators, interesting and in how he's just like a gullible person. I didn't even like consider that at all in my viewing so that my it could change later but right now it's a destroy i don't know if i was expecting that from you so it's just like i wanted more i think is really what it is is that like i just like just missed the mark Mm. being a little tougher nowadays feel a little tougher get a lot of defense in in that database matt why don't you uh go next all right i think i will i won't bury the lead I will. I'm going to defend the Day of the Beast. So we got one, one destroy, one defend. Just I, I had never really had this one on my radar again. Hadn't really heard of it. Um, I was intrigued by like the idea once it started that like this priest to stop the Antichrist had to commit all these sins. Was his plan? Um, I just think that's an interesting take on it to like invoke the devil as like I'm going to fool him with reverse psychology so that we can kill the Antichrist. Um, and then I also like the additional layer of like, they did take a hallucinogenic and did it really happen? Can you believe the narrator did this? Was this actually religious at all? And the, or this priest had it wrong and they took this drug and like, they just killed a bunch of, you know, street thugs. Um, but there was no really religious nature to it. And now they're just kind of living on their own. Um, I'd, I'd agree with you, Pete, though. I, I feel like maybe I, I did want more of the horror or the comedy. I think that's, I agree with that wholeheartedness, but like I'll defend it just based on, I liked the story, the setup and like the interpretation that it could not have been uh, the real, the real devil incarnate that was there. Um, and I do like how I like that like, kind of twist. Like on. I said in the beginning, how it was like very much not a Hollywood movie. And I do appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. We got one defend. We got one destroy. Lindsay, can you break the tie? Yeah. So, um, when I think about this movie, The Day of the Beast, I don't really have words <laughs> for it. Okay. okay. I don't know what to say. Um, okay. I, you want to play just... some Iron Maiden? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is that going to describe it? <laughs> <laughs> Was it entertaining? 
Yeah, I suppose. Was it completely off the wall and like seemingly nonsensical? Um, I think so. Um, you know, it had your horror elements for sure. Um, perhaps a little bit more than I personally can handle. I can see why some people would like it. You know, it is, like I said, entertaining. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, you know, it is entertaining. It's got some action. It's somewhat funny. Um, but like I said, it was a little too real with like the satanic stuff. Um, for me, okay. I don't like that's too far for me. Like we watch a lot of horror movies. Um, you know, but like that's just one thing. I that's a line I don't cross. The element for so you. So it is, just you know is just too much. Yeah, and I was just like, especially reading like all that stuff like was real in the movie. I was like, you know, I don't know, and. That's not really the deciding factor, but I guess, um, Pete, what you said, like, it kind of left you wanting more. I think I feel the same way. You know, it's it's a destroy for me overall. It is quite the ride. It's just not one I want to be on. <laughs> All right. I mean, well said. Good. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Two destroys and a defend. So ultimately, destroyed by the ultimately, Bit Records yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. how this works. There's no way we can have a tie ever, no, really, right? Not anymore. It's only not unanimous, anymore. or yeah, yeah, which is good. That's where that's where it stands. Um, if you're looking to to watch it, um, we should link the letterbox watch list or the letterbox play. Like our, what what is it? The just watch. You, ha- you have the, the just one. watch. Or are you talking about well, you the catalog that we have of the movies we watched? Catalog, that's the word. Well, we can put that. That's all the ones we've watched, but it it has the just watch on there. So whenever you go to, you can see click where, on that where, from the letterbox you can see where it's link. Streaming. Exactly. So if you listen to this a year from now, if you look at that link, it's gonna have where it's, it's streaming gonna have right current. now. I think it's on like. Yeah, I think it was on Shutter when I watched it. I might be different now. Okay, I think I used it to watch it on Voodoo, free without. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's on Tubi, I think, as well, and Pluto. Yeah, I think there's some places you can watch it with ads. A freebie at one point, I think That's it was funny. On. Maybe it was Pluto. But it's available for streaming, but just check the letterbox. We'll put the link in the show notes. We'll have it. You'll have the most up-to-date place to watch it. But also in the show notes is all of our social media channels. So if we update anything about a new episode or what we're doing, that's where it'll be at. It's going to be in there. If you want to get at us and comment at us, all those links are there in the show notes. So we appreciate any feedback you have for us. There has been no new blogs. I know that's been all over the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. People are wondering, Hey, when are the new blogs coming out? Haven't had wow, one in a I while. Maybe we'll have one in the works. We did a blog. <laughs> I feel like it's been, it's been quite some time. Pre-pandemic yeah, for me. I mean, I Pre- think yeah. I wrote one before Lindsay was even on board with us. Yeah. Was the last time I wrote one. <laughs> I wrote one. I think I wrote two. <laughs> for a while there, I was writing quite a bit, but yeah, uh, it's like the days of uh, the newspaper. They only wrote three articles for you, for you, Matt. That's it. But you came to every layout every, session. I came to every meeting. Yep. And every layout session. Yep. I played music. Yep. Made everyone listen. Yeah, you cracked some good jokes. Talked Seinfeld. We laid out that paper. Sat in the front with you. Tom. You sat in the front and held no position. Yeah, no like p- sitting in the front, and you were like the editor or like the vice yeah, president, like, and you just sat up there. Like, oh, you, are you the vice president? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting here because he's my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about blogs. Like, where do we get from that <laughs> to the indie? Blogs. We're talking blogs. All right. Bringing it all back. All of our social media and the website is all in the, in the show notes. So let us know if you have any comments. And subscribe or rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts. That's where we are. But until next time, though, I'm, uh, I'm Matt Johnson, and I'll remain in the shadows. I'll be uh, pretending to... I don't even remember what it was called, the segment that I used to do. That's how long, that's how long it's been. They could be headlines, headlines. I'll be yeah, pretending yeah. to write one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lindsay Broaches, and when saints become sinners, no one is safe. 